from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell is accused of gross misconduct, including cheating, discrimination, and harassment in an arbitration claim filed Tuesday by former Cardinals executive Terry McDonough. McDonough maintained that both he and former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes were left but no, with no choice but to follow Bidwell's plan to use burner phones to communicate with former general manager Steve Kime while Kime was serving a five-week suspension for pleading guilty to a DUI in Arizona. Where to start? Paul? Who was who was Where on this? To start? Uh, Joe, who was on this team in 2018? So little known fact about me as you continue to learn things about yes. me. Yes. In July of 2018, I actually reported on this story working in the Phoenix market. Okay. When Steve Kime was arrested, and it happened, of course, on Independence Day, and there's right. like nobody working. Steve Kime, uh, NC State player, former NC State right. offensive lineman, and former now former general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Does this surprise me that someone's coming out like this? McDonough says he still has the phone, by the way, well, which contains the evidence of the scandal. So ESPN uh, had reported this is from Adam Schefter. And then Bidwell, get, well, the Cardinals from their external public relations advisor uh, had a response and basically said, the claims that he's made in this arbitration filing are wildly false, reckless, and an opportunistic ploy for financial gain. Our position was consistent with many efforts we've made to accommodate Terry during his time here and despite difficulties in his personal life and his often volatile demeanor towards colleagues. That's why we're saddened to see that Terry is now uh, lashing out at our organization with disparagements and threats that are absurdly at odds with the facts. That is a well-written team statement, I will say. There has to be some truth to this. Maybe it's not burner phone to that spy espionage kind of 007, let's call in Q kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But he was the number two guy in that front office. When I remember, he was like the other guy there. And so, you know, when you speak things out loud, but... You know, what do they say? You know, the more you tell yourself the lie, the more it becomes the truth. Mm-hmm. There has to be something here because this was a, a a tough time for the Cardinals as they were trying to figure themselves out. I mean, you, you know, Steve Wilkes, we all know Steve Wilkes, lasted one whole grand season with the right. Cardinals. Uh, you know, their draft choices weren't on par with anything, but they still felt like they had to have some sort of cohesion. And this could have been kind of that last straw. And they were rolling into... You know, one of their many kind of weird seasons in Arizona for the Cardinals. So, again, there's there might be a little shred of truth to this, but I can tell you this from firsthand experience, that in Phoenix, the greater Phoenix area, there are not very many bodegas where you can buy burner phones. There's not? So this must have been some, like, sophisticated... Oh, there's a Walmart, though. Kind of, um, yeah, you're right. There's a kiosk. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's Walmarts everywhere in Phoenix. Yeah, you can, you can get a free up. You can, buy, you can buy burners at Walmart? Like, it was like... 20 bucks, 30 bucks, something you like can, that. You can get them at my my local grocery store okay. has them. Yeah. With the minutes on them? Oh, yeah. Oh. I thought I would know anything about having I I can't keep track of my own phone. <laughs> well, this <laughs> was five years there ago. There are certain, I think, I think, Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris Lee has two phones, right? What's that? Chris Lee has two phones, right? Yeah, he has a work one. And yeah, a, there's a lot of TV people who have two burner. phones. And I'm like, how do you, 
I can't keep track of any. So of these they things. keep they call one of them a burner phone. Though? Well, I do. That's you know. Again, right. I'm a Breaking Bad fan. fan so gotcha. when I see the second right. phone, I, I immediately think of of, of malfeasance. <laughs> okay, so. Mr. White. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, next one. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. I think this one's worthy of discussion, Joe. Okay, and it's. It, 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 it begins with a quick story, but I think evolves into a much larger conversation. As no longer an employee of the franchise, John Elway and the Denver Broncos, of which he was a consultant to the team leading up to the end of the league year, March the 15th this year. So roughly a couple of weeks ago. Decision made after meeting with the new ownership who... They own, they own Walmart and, and run, you know, it's Condoleezza Rice and Sir Lewis Hamilton, but he didn't talk to either of them. He talked to Greg Penner, who's the new co-owner. He was the GM there, right, for 10 years. Got a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, legendary. He was drafted 40 years ago, like drafted 40 yeah. years ago. Like, But he's wrapping up his time as a consultant. So I would suggest that as this contract wound down, it was probably like, you know, we love you, John, but the last couple of years, what exactly were you – what would you say you do here? For a player who went out on top by winning the Super Bowl, he probably should have rode off into the sunset with Peyton Manning. Right. So this is that discussion about, as we all have in our lives from time to time, we're in our, we're in our current profession, whether you're a plumber or an accountant or a radio person or whatever it is, you go, what's my next chapter? Do I have a fallback? For Elway, not so much. Now, I say that by just saying, listen, he probably overstayed his welcome, could have read out in the high, he will still always be beloved. They will build a bronze statue of him. But as you talk about consultants and people who still have their hands in the pot, so to speak, there happens to be a school about 20 miles away where a coach retired about a year ago. And I love Coach Mike Krzyzewski. And he says he stays away from the basketball program, but he still has an office upstairs. At what point is it okay I'm not saying it has to happen today, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Let me put that out there right now before the whole world comes crumbling down upon me. When will it be okay for them to go, Mike, you know, we could really use that space for some NIL foosball tables. Will that point... Does the retina scan still get you up to the seventh (laughs) floor? I'm... I wrote... I... Again, there's no right or wrong here. I'm just saying, as the role of a consultant or the role of an ambassador... There is a certain statute of limitations that has to happen. Yeah. There's no perpetuity. Um, so we, we've had the yin and the yang here in the triangle. So you're new, Paul, to the relatively triangle. Relatively new, yes. When Matt Doherty was hired at Carolina in 2000, the 2001 season, there was a much to do made about the fact that Dean Smith, much in that same consultant kind of still around in the building, you know, that had his name on it, he was moved to the basement, which... Some people will tell you was overplayed. You know, his office was upstairs with the sure. other basketball office. And then he, he told Matt, I'll take this. It's easier for me to get in and out of the Smith Center. So I'll take this office. So we have that extreme getting, you know, moving office space right. style, yeah. moving yeah. Dean Smith, whose name is on the building, to quote unquote the basement, even though that was his choice, to Mike Krzyzewski still having the retina scan to get up. I think it is the seventh floor over at, at, at uh, Cameron. I'm just saying, at a certain point, you've got to cut ties with the past. But as much as beloved as everybody is going to be, 
And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be around the program. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. If you're a legend, love you up. I'm going to be there. I saw it when I was in Georgia for the last season for their for their college football championship. Vince Dooley yeah. had a birthday cake for him at the kickoff game when they slaughtered my Oregon Ducks. I'm like, that was the most bitter cake. <laughs> Just saying. There's a certain point to where it's okay to not be in the same building. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. We. It's I not think one year. It's is... just office space. That's all, right. all it is. It's just office. Not space. the movie, but the actual physical space. All right, got you. All right, next one. One, two, three. So Joel Embiid scored fifty-two points to lead the Sixers to a one hundred three one hundred one win over the Celtics last night. This was Game seventy-nine for the Seventy Sixers, but this apparently was enough for Sixers coach Doc Rivers to declare the MVP race to be. Over. He didn't call him soft, The MVP did. race is over. I, I, I'm really like tonight. We had we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game, um, and I'm biased. But the MVP race is over. All right, so I get Doc Rivers stumping for his guy. I actually, I have no problem with that. But it's one game out of 82. Do we care what Giannis did last night? Because my issue here is I feel like they've changed the actual meaning of the most valuable player. The word is right there, Paul. Okay, well, how, did, valuable. Well, how did they change the definition, though? How do you think they so changed Joel the definition? So Joel Embiid leads the league in scoring. Cool. Yep, yep he does. Is Do you think Joel Embiid's a better basketball player than Giannis Antetokounmpo? If you pulled Giannis off the box and pulled Embiid, this is the, 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 this is the okay. simple argument, right? If yes. you pull Giannis off the box and pull Embiid off the 76ers, which team takes the bigger fall? Milwaukee. Not even close. Yeah, you're right. It's not even close. You're because right. you're most right. of this season, Chris Middleton hasn't played for Milwaukee. So you're talking about like Jabroni one, two, and three. Correct. That he's been no, ca- like you. the ACC All Star caravan of Jabronis, Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen. That the Bucks have been. He's been dr- and his and his family, by the way, his other brothers who are on the team, the other Antetokounmpo's who are right, only yeah, in the league. No kidding. That's to play straight Uno nepotism. With by the way, straight nepotism. So by the way, Giannis had a triple double last night. Like, I just don't get it. If, Like you said, if we had talked to 100 NBA players, how many of them, in your opinion, would say, when you ask them just straight up, who's the best player in the NBA, how many of them do you think would say Giannis? You know what? I'm okay with Doc loving up Joel, though. Because sure. he needs to. Because this is his star. And by the way, who on Boston actually was guarding Embiid? Like, who's got Embiid tonight? I'm like, dude, you, you dropped 50. Half the points. 50, More than half the points. 52. <laughs> 52. I mean, Man. It's, it's impressive, and it is impressive. It's a good that number. It's a great number for a scoring. for a center. Yes, it is. But the the word is right there in the title. Valuable. The Bucks have the best record in the East, and with an inferior sporting supporting cast. Now, whatever your thoughts are on James Harden, by the way, a former MVP in the league. Yeah. I mean, the Sixers still have some talent. We'll see how make they see how that run. They they vote on that right as someone who's voted in panels before, Joe. Do they vote on that one as the regular season ends, or do they wait for the? It's a regular season award, okay. so it's all based on the regular season. And this is where I have a problem when people go, "Oh, Jokic, you know, Denver got eliminated after only they won one playoff." He wasn't. He, that means he wasn't the MVP. No, and, and I kind of understood the sentiment last year. Well, Jokic played in all eighty-two games. So yeah, he was you know healthy. hey he he's been there he he showed up and it's a regular season award and there were no ma- there's no load management and I I get some of that and 
his statistics are are off the chart. And Denver, like we mentioned, is the number one team in the West on the Western Conference right now. So, I I understand the argument. I don't like what has transpired here though, because Tim Bontemps from ESPN put out a straw poll of actual NBA MVP voters, right. and Jokic was the one leading the straw poll. And all of a sudden, Kendrick Perkins and Charles Barkley start chiming in with, "Well, is this guy really the MVP? Is this?" Their words, is this white guy really going to win the MVP again because he's white? And it's like, are you not paying attention to what the Nuggets are doing? To what Jokic is doing? And But that's when all of this pushback started when, oh, now we got, well, we got to find Embiid because look at him. He leads the NBA in scoring. And he was close last year. Yep. I just hate that it's not the most valuable player. Do a most outstanding that's, player. Well, and that's always. You, you, Do them both. You have scoring titles in, in, right. in hockey, and you yeah. have separation in those There's a heart trophy. There's a star trophy. Do we really need more participation trophies, Joe? No, it would be two different things. <laughs> it would be two different things. I think they should do it in the NFL, too. Because right now, the NFL is just, oh, well, we're only going to give the MVP to a quarterback. They could rename that damn thing the Pat Mahomes MVP award. <laughs> Just I mean, might as well make it happen. But the, and that's where the fatigue comes in too. We, once somebody wins an award so much, we feel like, oh well, we have to give it to somebody else. We saw this with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, why did Charles Barkley win the MVP in '93? Oh, we like Charles Barkley. He's colorful. He says funny things. Ha ha. He's not the best player. He wasn't no. the best best player in the NBA in '93. No, he wasn't. Saw the answer to that in the finals. Same thing with Carl Malone. Oh, it's a, it's a lifetime achievement award for Carl Malone. Get out of here with that crap. It, it, it's who is the best player in the league this season? Yeah, Giannis. It's I'll Giannis. Buy, I'll buy, I'll, the answer I'll, is Giannis I'll buy, I'll, buy it. I'll buy it. You've swayed me. <laughs> Next. And I don't even care who number two is. I care because number two is the Carolina Hurricanes. And here's two minutes from Adam Gold. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, fellas, thanks to our good friends at Dysar Willis, defending people the right way. I can tell you that the Carolina Hurricanes got away with one last night. Oh, yeah, they did. They still got two points, partly because this dude, Martin Natchez, has an overtime horseshoe up his sleeve. 47 seconds left in overtime. Jarvis now with speed, backing off Ottawa into the Senators' zone. Drop for Natchez, he scores! Seriously, the Hurricanes, after the first period, were kind of booty. They were not good. But they got away with it because Antti Ranta played well, and they did enough in the defensive zone just to be desperate enough to make it miserable for Ottawa to score. And Antti Ranta played well. But that is not the formula to get it done later on in this month. And if you don't believe me... Here's the head coach. It wasn't a good game or a great game for sure by us. We were, you know, we had spurts, but they are a really talented team, as we know. And you can see it. You can see them, the way they move the puck on a power play, especially. And um, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to take those penalties, but it, it happens. And I thought even, I think it was in the second, when we took a couple, that, that flipped the momentum a little bit too. And they got kind of rolling. Look, you take the two points and you move on. You're still three points ahead of New Jersey. You're now eight ahead of the Rangers. That's really good. You're going to probably win the division unless you completely throw up on your shoes, which hopefully they won't do. But they got to play better than they did last night. That ain't going to cut it. That's not going to cut it in Nashville tomorrow. It's not going to cut it in Buffalo on Saturday. And these are 
points you kind of need at this point in the schedule. All thanks to our friends at Dysart Willis, defending people the right way, DysartWillis.com. Canes win. Adam managed to follow the FCC rules and get a shout-out <laughs> and get two shout-outs to Dysart Willis. Big thanks to Dysart Willis for the two minutes of gold. Let's get to the number one story. Tiger Tiger Woods is back at Augusta. How many more times will we see Eldrick and the Azaleas? We'll talk about that next. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson are your honorary starters. First group to go up will be Mike Weir, the Canadian A, with Kevin Na, the live golfer. That's at 8 a.m. Everyone is waiting, though, for 10-18. That's when Eldrick Woods, Victor Hovland, the young Hove, and Xander, the X-Man, Shoffley, will be teeing off. I don't know about you, Paul. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad they're teeing off at 10:18, so they'll give me a solid three hours of watching Tiger before my 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 radio preparation skills are re- are required. Because when that when that's going on, it's going to be difficult for me to concentrate. Well, that's why they start at 8 a.m. Right? You got the honorary starters with. Well, they're 7:40. I mean, well, right? But you know, the legit. You know, got to see VJ, the pride of Fiji. No. Early on. Mm-mm. No. Freddie Couples, my boy. There you go. Freddie Couples. They got Oost Tyson. The Oost. Sergio at 9 and Bubba at 9.48. See if that live golf rubbed off on him at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, the, the, the uh, 112 pairing. Uh, this is boring. It, in the afternoon, Dustin Johnson's going to go. Yeah, he'll he'll do his thing with Justin Rose and Corey Connors. That'll be one to watch too. And then we're obviously Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth. I was gonna say we haven't we haven't mentioned any of the favorites in Rom, McElroy, or Scheffler. Right. All maybe maybe that's part of golf's problem right now. They they need some of these other guys who are really, really good, by the way, to kind of break through the just normal golf cycle. And obviously Tiger Woods is the last one who was able to do that. But how many more times are we realistically gonna see Tiger Woods play? At the Masters, listen, he almost lost his leg, and he, he understands his physical limitations better than anyone. He had that match Billy play. Not- oh, you're talking? Seriously? <laughs> this is where you got to, like, point and stuff so I don't talk over Eldrick. It's, it, it's, Billy, it's, it's not not where I would like it, but it's, uh, as I've said here, I've said to you guys before that I, I'm very lucky to have this leg. It's mine. <clears throat> and so, yes, there it has been altered, and there's some hardware in there. Um, but it's it's still mine, and uh, it, it has been tough, and it will always be tough. You know the the mobility and the endurance and the, what my leg will do going forward. It will never be the same. I understand that. Um, it's one of the reasons why I I can't prepare. I can't play as many tournaments I'd like. But you know that's that's my future, and that that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. So the Masters in Augusta, this is actually one of the more demanding walking courses, which is part of the issue for Woods. It's it's more of He's won there five times. 2019, obviously the the emotional 
probably the last one he wins in his career. I mean, let, let's be realistic here. He's probably not going to yeah. win another major in his career. Uh, the talent is there, but there are physical limitations. And I, I think part of golf's problem isn't losing guys to live, although I do think they lost some players with personality to live. You mentioned Bubba Watson. DJ is kind of like this. You, you don't see many athletic marvels in golf, and DJ is one of those. You know, big guy, six four, can swing the thing. Not the he doesn't have the world's greatest personality, but he is an entertaining guy to watch on the golf course. Bryson DeChambeau was a disruptor, and you know you, you see the way that he went about trying to add distance to his game, and he's kind of been lost in the shuffle now from when he this should have been his peak time uh, of taking over. Brooks Kepka. You know, a guy who always showed out at majors, and as a guy, I know some people have some money on this week because he did just win right yeah. on the live tour. But he's super talented, and he's also a guy that has won majors, knows how to win, and there is something to that, knowing how to win at a major. This group, rem- the, the Masters, always reminds me of the the. Everybody wants to get somewhere in their lives, and when it comes to the Masters, it's you know golf's you know, finest moments, you know, the, 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 the history, the, the tradition, unlike any other, we all wax poetic and are wistful about it. And I think a lot of golfers are too. And for Tiger Woods to be that honest about himself in terms of his ability to keep playing this game and referring to himself as Iron Man in some cases by saying, yeah, this is kind of me, but you know, this is, you know, I'm now I'm going to have to readjust my world to get to this point. There's, I always make pop culture references, but I can't remember the movie. But there was a movie where they're just talking along, and they're trying to promote the whatever it is, and the guy goes, oh, by the way, this is my last game. This is my last time, my last hurrah. This is Tiger setting us up for that, mm-hmm. where he has said all the things that someone would say to temper the expectations of not only the golf-loving public, but the Tiger Woods-loving public, too, because I think— Which is two different things. Correct. Or it's a cocentric circle. You, you've got some. You've got people that pay attention only for Tiger Woods. Yeah. Where you can have a conversation with somebody on the street who knows zero about golf. Just try it. I ask for those of you out there who are paying attention. Just try it. If you're out tonight and you're 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 going out to well, we don't have happy hours here in North Carolina, but if you're going out for a little patio drink afterwards because it's a nice day, and you go up to the server and it's a server you know for a long time, but you know they're not engaged, and you ask them, "Hey, what do you think of Tiger Woods?" You think Tiger Woods has a chance in the Masters tomorrow? It's the easiest golf icebreaker in the history of icebreakers because you know if they have any sort of idea about Tiger Woods, they'll pay attention to it. Yeah. Or if they weren't paying attention to golf before, they know Tiger Woods is playing in this event. And for Tiger Woods to come out and say the things he said yesterday, again, you just heard you just heard him a few moments ago talking about his knee and you know the car crash and things like that, where he's talking about his peers, the majority of his peers now, are playing on the Champions Tour. And he doesn't know as many familiar faces as he would at events like this. Yeah, that's part of it too. That is, that is someone who really has come to grips with where they are just as an athlete. I think last summer at the British, where he didn't stop on the old Swilkin Bridge to take the picture, people were like, "Well, see, that means he's going to be back in five years." I don't think so. I, I think he knows what he can and he can't play, and he and he played at uh, one of his events this year, but and he made the cut last year. At Augusta, and that might have been really the kind of swan song because it's just going to be difficult for him. Uh, I think the weather is supposed to be wonky. 
uh, Joe LaCava, his uh, caddy, had mentioned, man, if it rains and he has to play more than 18 holes in a day, forget it. He won't. He will not be able to play. He'll not be able to walk and play 27 or 36 holes, and it just it just can't happen uh, at this point in his life. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So the Masters does start tomorrow. We have already had the Masters champion dinner. And Scotty Scheffler this year had a, had a I thought, a fairly practical menu. Okay, what did she, what did what did what, it was Scheffler, right? Yep, Scotty Scheffler, who's from? from Texas, had okay. cheeseburger sliders. He had firecracker shrimp. Love that tortilla soup, a Texas ribeye steak, or <gasps> a blackened redfish. And then for dessert, there was a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. So this got me thinking, Paul. Dude, he go to like Outback <laughs> <laughs> or or, or uh, baby back, baby back, baby back. Chili's. Chili's. There you go, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I tell you what. Tortilla soup, a good tortilla soup. Delicious. Ooh. Well, you've spent some time in other parts of the country. I really haven't. Oh. So, what would your menu be for the Masters Champions Dinner? How many courses do I get, Joe Giglio? Because I, I would say there's definitely an app. Okay, so one. app got you. Okay, so I'm dipping into the roots here. So, okay. appetizer, within the culture that I come from, there's this thing called chasu bao. Chasu bao. And you get a steam chasu bao, which means steam barbecue bun. And okay. so it's like a it's like a uh, like a really light flaky bun with uh, barbecue pork inside. So barbecue pork, so Chinese. So steam chasu bao. And there's a couple places you can get it from. It's a great little uh, restaurant in San Francisco Chinatown, but there's a place in Denver called Superstar Asian. No joke. Superstar Asian steam chasu bao. So okay. appetizer. Would you go like a salad or a soup next? Uh, I actually wrote down both, both? but I, a salad would be fine because okay. there's veggie sources out there. I want to be respectful of that. Perfect. Um, Maybe a main course now. So a main course, you have two choices because you have to have two. So my father-in-law, the first time, see, this is all callbacks, right? Yeah. So my father-in-law, first time I ever met him, asked me what, what, what was my favorite kind of food at the time when I, met, when I was dating my wife. And I said, lasagna. So he made a homemade lasagna. So I would have my father-in-law, who was still a chef, ran a restaurant, make his lasagna. On the other end of that, because you got to have meat, um, dry rub brisket. Love it. Love dry it. rub brisket. I'm going. I'm going to start with either stuffed mushrooms, okay, or baby lamb chops. I don't know if you've ever had ba- baby. Oh, I've had lamb. baby lamb chops. I have yes. at Costco. They're I feel delightful. Bad for the baby lambs. Mm-hmm. I went with a salad. Okay. My main course is pizza. Pizza. Specifically what? Anthony's Pizza from Oakwood, the, the square pizza. What What's on it? Is it well, just straight like cheese and sauce? Like you said, if you'd like to have some people who don't like to eat meat, we can right. get plain or they can get whatever veggie they'd like. Okay. Personally, I like sausage, pepper, and onion. There you go. Delicious. On my pizza. Deep Square dish? pizza. Square. Oh, square pizza. Okay. And finally, for dessert, did you give me a dessert? I did not give you dessert. No, give me your dessert. So if I, if I go call back, but I just want to go with my favorite, lemon meringue pie. Like I'm a, I love pie. Like I'm not a cake guy. Okay. Love pie, but the option would be from. I grew up on the West Coast, so there's this, there's this. It's a blackberry. It's a blackberry hybrid, literally developed in a lab. 
It's called a Marion Berry. Okay. And for those of you who know the Pacific Northwest and West not Coast, not the DC. No, no, not Marion. Space Berry. No, it's called a Marion Berry. It's indigenous to the West Coast, specifically Oregon. And if you have whatever, you can make a cobbler out of it. And a warm Marion Berry cobbler with a scoop of vanilla bean ice cream. Oh, my goodness. Like a warm hug every time you take a bite. I'm going to go back to my Jersey roots on this one. Uh, Carvel. Oh, dude, Carvel ice cream. cream? Hell yeah. Fudgy the whale with the crunchies. Dude, I love Carvel ice cream cake. Are it. Crunchies. That's the definitely. stuff, dude. Carvel, it's... you can get that on menus. Might have to go get ice cream cake. Dennis, you have a dessert for us for your master's meal? I'll, I'll give you a couple of different options okay. here. I love just a classic yellow cake with chocolate icing. You really? Can't go, oh, yeah, absolutely. My favorite cake. Okay. Anytime I ask for a birthday cake, just yellow cake, chocolate icing. And I'll also throw in there some two roosters ice cream. Sea salt chip cookie dough. There you go. They really dude, they really know what they're doing. Dude, that's delicious. Oh, ice cream. The guy. Had it for the first time on uh Friday night out at the Bulls the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh my goodness. L- these desserts, you're making me hungry. You're drooling. Man. I, I can tell. There's like stuff coming out <laughs> of your I, mouth right now. And it's not just words. I'm not even that big of a dessert guy, to be perfectly honest with you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.